This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Can I just be super real? (laughs) As if I'm ever anything else with you. I get so many great ideas from the guests on these shows. I get so many great ideas, don't you? From the guests on these shows. I wish I had the time to do all the things that they suggest that sound so helpful. What we're going to do today is we're going to write. We're going to write. We're going to learn about scripting. Oh, what a magical thing that is. And we're also going to write thank you notes. And here's what I want you to do. The next time you see me, the next time we talk, would you please ask me if I've done any scripting? You're going to learn all about writing, writing from your higher self, and also writing to prepave your day from our first guest, Erin Worley. Erin Worley. I love her. She was on the show, I don't know when, sometime in the last year, I'm guessing, and I ran out and bought her book. You know, she's a mom, she's a wife, and she listens very clearly to the voice inside her head. Her new book is called The Control Freak's Guide to Letting Go. The Control Freak's Guide to Letting Go. Erin, you're not still a control freak, are you? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't feel aligned with that anymore. Now, I did in my past, right? Two years ago, absolutely. I was hanging on so tight, my knuckles were white, and I didn't even realize it. You know, we're all raised to try to have a plan, right? To try to figure out exactly what we're going to do so that our whole life doesn't fall apart in front of our lives, uh, in front of our eyes. It is, it's what we're taught, you know? That's the safe path. And I have found over the two years after publishing my book, One Truth, One Law, when I try to do that, things don't work. They don't work at all. And when I let go and allow my inner guidance system to tell me what the next step is, everything flows beautifully. It has been such a sharp contrast. Now, I wasn't able to notice that when I was in the regular world of going to school and going to college and and getting a nursing job. I couldn't see it. But going out there onto the unknown of the Internet, you know, the wild, wild west, really, it has made it so clear that holding on tight is just holding us back from the infinite possibilities out there. Okay. Holding on tight is just holding us back from the infinite possibilities. It is a long road from being a control freak to trusting your inner guidance. Here's the question I have. I think some people, that would be me, I think (laughs) some people might expect, oh, listening to your inner voice, that's magical. Is it magical or does it just become every day? So in the beginning, it feels very foreign because it is so different than what we're used to. But we all have it inside of us. So in that way, it's not magical. It's not actually different. It's just we're not used to it. Um, And it becomes very normal. 
it becomes, especially, you know, it's not just listening for these, these bits of guidance every day. It's actually having the courage to step forward and take action on them. And, you know, that took me, my initial guidance um, after I started channeling source or, you know, something higher than me, or it was 10 years ago now, um, was to to publish its words, whether that was just throwing them on the internet on a blog or making a making an ebook and putting it on Amazon. And I said, no way, that is scary. So I, I was just cutting off that, the possibilities, right? I was coming in and judging myself. And when I finally did take little bits of action on that guidance, that's where the magic really started. Okay. So... You can really step into that magic, yes. Tell us what some of the guidance sounds like. Okay. The voice that we have in our head normally, which some people call the ego, I call the persona, it's that voice that tells us that we're not good enough, right? That we may as well just eat that bag of potato chips or the bag of cookies, because what's the point in trying? It tells us that maybe everybody else has it figured out and we don't, right? It's just always telling us all the reasons why we shouldn't bother to try. It believes that you're a limited individual, but your inner guidance, it understands that you're limitless. So all I, what I tell people to do it is so simple. You just journal out, or you ask yourself a question, for starters, and then you journal out the answer and you look at it, okay, is this coming from knowing that I'm infinite and I can do anything, or is this coming from saying I'm not good enough? And, and you'll know where it's coming from and you just keep practicing until more, until that limitless stuff starts coming through. But I find with most people I work with, it's already coming through. It's just not as loud as the voice telling you you're not good enough. I guess it would have to be coming through on some level with every person. If every person on the planet is limitless, there must be some piece of them that is connected to that, some tiny little piece of them. And then there's exercises we can do, like journaling out the answer to a question. That's different from just writing Dear Diary, right? It's so different. Yeah, it's just sort of, you know, write down a question on a piece of paper. You don't even have to have a fancy journal notebook, you know, just grab a piece of paper, write down a question, and just don't think about it. Just just write whatever comes to you. Don't judge it as it's coming out. And after you're, you're done writing, you know, spend a few minutes, five minutes, and then read it. And then at that point, you can take your judging eyeglasses out and say, okay, is this saying I'm limitless or is this saying I'm, I, uh, I can do anything? So, you know, you, we all have that voice of our dreams, right, that tells us, oh, maybe I could go do this. You know, we've all had that moment. Oh, I could do this better than that person, you know? And then that voice comes in and tells you, oh, but remember all those times you failed? And then you say, oh, yeah, that's right. I did fail before. I guess I won't try again. Right, right. That's the persona voice that wants to protect us and keep us small or the ego voice. But the other voice that wants us to really be all that we can be, where's that coming from? Well, it's coming from source. It's coming from, you know, I call it oneness. When when people sing songs saying we are all one and they become famous, there's a reason. We actually are all one. We are everything that's happening 
is really happening in the spiritual world of universal mind. Some people call it infinite intelligence. Some people call it the quantum field. That's very popular right now to talk about the quantum field. But it's all happening up in our minds, and we are all connected directly to it. So I like to say that the entire universe is like a chessboard, and life is basically a game being played on the chessboard. And most of us start out and spend most of our lives playing as an individual chess piece, right? And we can't even see our entire chess piece. We don't even know everything about us. And we're trying to drag ourselves across the chessboard. We can barely see the other chess pieces around us, you know? We we know very little about our friends and family, just what they let us know. And we're trying to to drag our piece across the board to get to where we want to go, which is more abundance, whether that's more health, more love, or more wealth in our life. And we can just let go and ask for guidance because our guidance, again, is connected to all that is, and it can move us in a beautiful symphony because it sees everyone's chess pieces across the chessboard with much more ease and flow and a lot less frustration frustration. So that's really the magic of your inner guidance system. It can help you make your dreams come true and get rid of that frustration, that need to control. And uh, my book, One Truth, One Law, is a beautiful place to start understanding how the universe actually works. Yeah. I, I bought that book after talking to you, and I loved it. I still have it on my nightstand. It's very nice to be to have a conversation with someone who knows they're infinite. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. It's it's rare, but it's getting less rare. Right. Every day people are waking up. It's really exciting. Uh, tell me about the days when Aaron wakes up and says, but I don't feel like an infinite creator today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, there are definitely those days. You know, just because I'm more tapped into my guidance, it doesn't mean my life is perfect. I think that's a big uh a misconception about people that have have found success, especially in the spiritual world. It's not true. But I do have a larger toolbox than other people do of, of basically the things I know that work to get me through those feelings. And so I always love to start my day, and I think this is something beautiful everyone listening right now can start tapping into, and it's so simple. When you wake up in the morning, instead of grabbing your phone and scrolling through social media or scrolling through your uh, email, take two or three minutes to set a clear intention for how you want your day to go. Imagine everything going great. Tell yourself, today's gonna be a wonderful day. It's such a simple thing, but it can change the entire trajectory of your day. Yeah. I found some, uh, I had a little bit of uh, misfortune about a month ago, not in any big way, but I run a food pantry and uh, the volunteers showed up and they found the refrigerators were gone. The people that we rented from got rid of their refrigerators. I know, right? Crazy. They didn't give us any warning. (laughs) But I don't know. I had this wonderful guidance that said, just make believe this is the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Right. Mm. Just just yeah. lean into this with positivity. It's the greatest thing. You've got no refrigerators. You got to do something else. And I followed yeah. that guidance. Within two hours, I had a whole new uh, place for my food pantry with wow. with no rent. 
you know, with Nick. So it was oh, just, my God. I know. It was amazing. Oh, I am so. Amazing. <laughs> but it was that first initial decision. And that initial d- decision was, I refuse to let this be bad news. I'm going to make this good news. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and when I say I, I it wasn't me, because that's not Casey's first reaction. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that was a little yeah. bit, I was opened up to something a little, uh, a little higher. So. Anyway. Absolutely, uh, Casey. That is beautiful. I, I mean, literally chills. You yeah. know, I love hearing that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So when I can have those moments, like I'm going to make this a good thing, it, it sure does help. And I'm going to start like getting out a chalkboard and putting my intention for the day on the board so I can see it. I want my yeah. Mind. I mean, you know, even if you want extra credit there, uh, what you can do is write sort of, you know, take two or three minutes, and it's called scripting, writing out how your day went as if it's the end of the day. You say, oh, I had such an amazing day, you know, and all the interactions you know you're going to have during the day, write out how wonderful it went. Because, you know, I'll give you a little magic secret, and I'm not like a, a magic person. I don't I do not uh, do spells or anything. I think our, our, um, our possibilities and our capabilities We don't need that. All we have to do is go into our mind. That's where our power is. But if you look at the word um, spelling, that looks like spell, right? If you Mm -hmm. look at the word cursive, it looks like curse. And you can go on and on with the English language and see how these words are tied to how writing, actually writing out on a piece of paper, not notes on the computer, but on a piece of paper, is actually tied to making changes in the physical world. And so if you write at the beginning of the day, as if the day's already ended and everything has gone beautifully, you will be amazed how things start changing for you. So I think, yes, a whiteboard or a chalkboard, absolutely, yes. That is Erin Worley, W-E-R-L-E-Y. Her first book, One Truth, One Law, that's when I fell in love with her. Her new book, The Control Freak's Guide to Letting Go, erinworley.com. Sundays at 11, we have this wonderful Zoom call, and you're invited to join us. Erin is going to be our guest in a couple of weeks, I think on the 18th. And we have a Zoom call coming up, even on Easter, too. Sundays at 11, get the link at casey.co. These will continue until, until I think, the first week in May or the last week in April. Yeah, we just have a few left. And then we're going to take a break for the warmer months, let everybody go outside in the sunshine, and then we'll get back together again in the fall. Sundays at 11. And Erin is our guest coming up soon. Okay. Our next guest... We'll also have us writing, but she's going to have us write thank you notes. Michelle Bailey is the Forbes Books author of The Currency of Gratitude. The Currency of Gratitude. Gratitude and business. Michelle Bailey, what made you put the two together? Because you create uh, brand loyalty and brand ambassadors of your business if you put gratitude at the center of making sure your team is whole. How did you come up with this? I own an ad agency here in Toronto, and I uh, have employees who have been with me 24 years, 20 years, 17 years, 11 years, in an industry that's known for burn and churn at, at a turnover about 18 months. So I started looking at why my people stay. My sticky people stay because they are appreciated. I'm very grateful and I go out of my way 
year in and year out to do little gestures that make sure that they know how important they are to me and the business growth. Right. But why is it important? Why why wouldn't it be okay if you had high turnover and got new people in all the time? Well, uh, the stats say it costs 33% of a person's salary to replace them once they leave. 80% of people currently are experiencing burnout and 62% are looking for a new job. Just those numbers alone, Casey, if you put your uh, numbers against it, it says why you should practice and invest in gratitude to your, towards your employees. And why does it cost so much when someone leaves? Do, do we have to pay the next person more? No, it's the lost productivity and efficiency and looking for a person to come in and get them up to speed to replace them. Right, right. I get that. Okay, so talk to the people who are listening now that maybe, you know, own a hardware store. What can they do for their employees to be kind? You know what? Kindness comes in various ways, shapes, and forms. You can, um, kindness is sometimes active listening. Kindness is giving them space to be themselves. Kindness is understanding that they have work-life integration issues. Showing up with a coffee unexpectedly. A genuine smile, and now smiling through the eyes, is also an act of gratitude. Being kind, empathetic, listening to people, and letting them be who they are is gratitude. And when you have happy employees, let's say at a hardware store, they in turn will be happy with your customers and clients. Like attracts like. What is work-life integration? I don't know what that means. For me, uh, I have a program called My Big Idea. It helps people come up with their big idea. And we do this through looking at seven areas of your life of which you set goals so you can have work-life integration. Who we are at work, Casey, and who we are at home is the same person. What can we do to make sure everything is aligned um, from a health and wellness perspective, personal goals, professional goals, finance and wealth, refueling, relationships, and gratitude? Those are the pillars we look at when we look at a My Big Idea session, because once you're aligned with everything in those areas and set goals, you then have work-life integration. All right. But Michelle Bailey, I don't want to work this hard. Why am I responsible for everybody's happiness if I'm the business owner? Well, you know what? If you're the business owner like me, you have a responsibility to the people that you've hired, that you pay, and they have a responsibility to you to perform. And showing an act of gratitude or being grateful for employees makes just good business sense. All right. All right. I'll be grateful. Give us some ideas for the people listening about how they can uh, be grateful to their employees first. I'll just give you some examples of different things that I have done that really show gratitude. The number one thing is a handwritten snail mail letter or note to an employee, bringing them coffee, delivering cookies, which which is something we did for Valentine's Day unexpected. Sometimes giving them a gift card unexpected. Sometimes just being present and listening is a gift. Sometimes giving them some time off to deal with an issue is also a gift. It's the little unexpected acts of kindness, random as they are, that allow people to know that they matter to you and that you care. 
Michelle Bailey is our guest. We're talking about practicing gratitude in business. Please speak to the people who go to work every day and don't feel anyone's appreciation. How how can they make life better for themselves or each other? But I would tell employees that don't feel they're being appreciated, and right now there's lots, Casey, is go out of your way to for a friend, a colleague, a peer. Show them some gratitude because gratitude begets gratitude. It's what happens when you smile at someone and they smile back. It just lifts everyone's spirits. So if you're not getting gratitude at work, perhaps turn around and show gratitude to someone else. Start paying it forward because gratitude does come back to you in ways that you you can't imagine or see. All right. I like this. What's the biggest challenge that you find when you are preaching gratitude in the workplace? What I find is that people don't understand that grateful employees become brand ambassadors for your brand. Grateful employees become loyal to your brand. Trying to get leaders to understand that when you have employees that are grateful, appreciated, and that you are empathetic and kind to, they will work hard to make your job easier. They will watch your back, they will be present, and they will stay because sticky people stay. And ultimately, that saves a lot of money for your business. Wonderful. All right, Michelle Bailey, I like the way you think. The Currency of Gratitude is your book. Where can we go to find out more about you? Go to Amazon. It's listed on Amazon, and we are launching very shortly, so you can pre-order your copy. All right, you are a joy and a delight, and I have enjoyed this so much. Casey, love to chat you, and love all you're doing for women, Thank you, thank you. And you know what? You've helped me a great deal because I guess I am a boss. I, I am the head of a foundation for women, And I realize now when I show up at the food pantry on Friday, I must bring some treats for my volunteers. You know what, Casey? Just watching people lift up and smile when these little gestures mean so much. And I just I'm on a mission to try to teach leaders to just the small gestures will change a whole bunch of stuff. Her name is Michelle Bailey. She is the Forbes Books author of The Currency of Gratitude. The Currency of Gratitude. And you know, this got me thinking. Let's do a little review. How grateful are you to the people in your life? If you're a boss, how grateful are you to the people who work for you? Think about all they do to make your business run. Do they know that you're grateful? Are you grateful? Michelle talked about how grateful employees become your brand ambassadors, right? All your employees are like little billboards out among the world. You know they're talking about you. (laughs) You know they're talking about you. Are they saying nice things? And, you know, that's not the reason to be nice to them. You should just be nice to them, of course. But uh, all those little employees are your little billboards talking about everything you're doing. And what about your family? If you can build loyalty in your brand, in your business, what about building loyalty in your family? Have you told your kids, no matter how young or old they are, have you told your kids thank you? Thank you for things you've done today. Thank you for things you've done in the past. Have you shown gratitude to your kids or to your spouse or to your parents? I say to my husband every night, thanks for making dinner. Because that's the only way you're going to eat around here is if you make it yourself. But I do say thank you. 
I do well in, in that department. I'm not sure I do well in other departments. So I'm going to be, uh, let's do this. Let's make a pact. Let's just blitz everybody with our thanks. And please don't blitz on social media. Because that's a whole other thing, saying thank you on social media. Say thank you to the person. One-on-one, write that thank you note. Or show up with that gift of appreciation. My thought is that sometimes we thank strangers more than we thank the people we know and love and see the most. You know, we hear the thank yous in the supermarket. We hear the thank yous in the post office. I shout thank you out the window to my Amazon delivery guys almost every day. Almost every day. I'm saying thank you out the window. But how about thank you inside the house? How about thank you inside the extended family, right? I don't know. How about writing a card in the mail? It's too late for Easter, but Mother's Day is coming, and we don't need an excuse. We don't need a day on the calendar to express our thanks. Hmm, who are you going to thank this week? And before the thought of the day, just let me tell you how grateful I am that you tuned in today. Thank you to each and every one of you who listen to Shine on the Health and Happiness Show or check out Casey.co or Let It Shine. I so appreciate you. Our thought for the day is from Cicero, who said, Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.